Rabbi Joel Finkelstein, Memphis, Tennessee, on Chesvard Bethel Emmeth Congregation, praying under the influence. Can a person pray while under the influence of alcohol? At what point is a person considered to be intoxicated? Can a person at a wedding who just had several drinks go and join a minyan for mincha? What if there is no other time left to pray before sundown? Should a person forego davening if intoxicated? For answers to these questions, we turn to the Gemara in Brachot, which discusses the story of Chana. Chana was taken by Eli the Kohen Gadol to be a drunken woman, and he rebukes her for praying in that state. The Gemara says that we see from this story that a drunken person may not pray Shikor al yitpalel. What are the parameters of this prohibition? A fuller discussion of this topic is found in Eruvin. There, it indicates that if one drank a rivi'it, about 3.3 ounces, then he may not teach. Tosafot mentioned that some have the text that he may not pray under such conditions. Later, the Gemara says that one who has drunk should not pray, and a drunk should not pray, and if he does so, his prayer is an abomination. What is the difference between one who simply drank and one who is drunk? The difference, as the Gemara explains, is whether he is able to speak ably before the king. But at what point can one speak ably? The Rambam takes the measurement to be the same rivi'it we mentioned before, that one who drank a rivi'it should not daven, and the Shulchan Aruch follows suit as well. Better not to pray than to pray while drunk to the point of incoherence. However, according to Rambam and Shulchan Aruch, even if he had more than a rivi'it, if he can speak ably before the king, his prayer is still a prayer after the fact. Bidiyevid. Tosafot, however, disagree. What if the person drank some other form of drink other than wine? The Mishnah Bura says that regarding prayer, even Magen Avram, who is lenient regarding duchning, would agree that other drinks can cause drunkenness, which is forbidden while praying. What is the nature of this isur, this prohibition? There are two approaches. The Gemara and Brachot says that one who prays while intoxicated is as boorish as one who worships idols. The Talmud is telling us that there is something unseemly about davening while intoxicated, reminiscent of the Ramban's view in Kedoshim, who says that drunkenness is a failing in the realm of Kedushah, of holiness. The Gemara also used the expression to'eva, abomination, indicating an extreme distaste for praying while under the influence. However, the Rambam codifies this law among the laws of kavanah, of focus and intent in prayer. He views drunkenness during prayer not so much as simply inappropriate, but as a lack of kavanah. Thus far, it would seem that if a person had a strong drink, it would be forbidden to pray. However, apparently the prevalent custom in the days of the Ramah was to pray even after drinking. And, in an effort to justify this custom, he writes that our wines are not so strong 
so that we are not careful about drinking prior to prayers. The Ramah is based on the Trumat Hadeshin, Rabbi Yisrael Israelin. However, a careful look at the Trumat Hadeshin reveals that he only permitted the use of our wines as weak drinks if less than a Revit was consumed. If someone had a large glass of wine or a significant drink of liquor, it may constitute drunkenness even according to the Trumat Hadeshin. The second source of leniency, which Ramah cites, is that if one is praying from a sitter, then the issue of not being able to speak in front of the king properly is less important. But the Darke Moshe, an early commentary written by the same Ramah, wrote that one should not rely on this leniency, since he did not see it anywhere in the early commentaries. And the Primagadim also says that this is a poor leniency. In the end, the custom to drink prior to prayers, has been duly justified by the Ramah, but the basis for this leniency is shrouded in doubt.